I want to thank you for, for giving what? you something to talk about and making your ass relevant. Oh, God. Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News with Kim and Lisa. Kim, I'm so glad we're back. You are back in the studio, and I can't wait to dive in to this week's Real Housewives at Beverly Hills. The ladies head to Spain, and their tapas dinner takes a turn for the worse when Anne-Marie and Crystal go head-to-head. So happy back in the studio, and there is so much to get to because we got uneducated, shallow, a child bride. I mean, the accusations this week were coming from all directions. But whose side are we on? We are going to get into it all. Before we dive in, make sure you guys are subscribed so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. So, of course, we start the episode with, what else? A packing montage because the ladies are headed to Spain. But obviously, the scene that stood out was Sutton and Avi because we love an Avi scene. He is definitely one of the breakout stars of this season. But we learn that Sutton is bringing ashes to Spain. It's like this choreographer, dancer, Merce, who we've never heard about before, but apparently was a big part of her life. And so she's basically bringing a little tiny snack bag, a Ziploc of ashes to Spain. And Avi's like, okay, rule number one, just make sure it doesn't blow in your face. And I could not help but think of Sonia's dog funeral, a la old school Roni. I mean, I think we all thought of that. Oh my God, 100% when Sonia has everyone gathered, she's trying to put, I think it was Marley's ashes into the river and it just blows back on her. Oh my gosh, only Sonia. But yeah, is this the whole reason for the trip to Spain? Like they didn't show really the setup, you know, of well, I want to bring, you know, you guys to Spain because I want to do this. Usually they kind of have that scene. And instead we just got a quick, you know, do you guys want to go to Barcelona? And so I'm just thinking like, is this their reason? You know how they always have to have a reason to go on a trip. And I think Sutton is thinking, okay, let's scatter my friend Merce's ashes. I had the same thought. I don't think we got a reason. I don't think there was set up in case we missed it. If we did, please comment below. But yeah, I had the same exact thought as you. I I have no idea. Super random. Yeah. Okay. So they get on the flight. First thing, like Crystal and Anne-Marie seem fine at the airport. They kind of meet. They hug. Okay. You know, things seem all right. We get, you know, Dorit and her... $1,200 Chanel pajamas, which you said look like an Amazon dupe, which I'm sure she would die if she heard that. And, you know, they arrive at this beautiful sprawling villa in Spain. It looks amazing. I will have to say, though, I think, you know, it's an older home. I think they said it was built in the 14th century. And I think the interior probably not quite up to you know what these ladies are used to but I think they were very polite in you know when they saw their quarters oh this is cute okay this will do then they find out the house is haunted by little people Erica says that she could smell it right away she can smell spirits this is a new talent that we you know have now uncovered a new Erica Jane talent maybe she'll take it on tour and you know, everyone just kind of freaked out because it's a little creepy. And we see that a lot of women brought glam all the way to Spain, which that is like, that's commitment. Garcelle brought glam. She is even surprised at herself. 
it looks like Erica Sutton, obviously. Dorit, unclear. She brought an assistant. I don't know if that assistant doubles as glam, but what did you think? Yeah, it was very interesting. I mean, this house is definitely giving haunted vibes. The little people is sending me like... I don't want little people coming into my bedroom at night. And I love how Garcelle is like, you know who always goes first in the horror movies. So it better be Anne-Marie and not me. And I I loved that little joke. I, I thought that was so funny. But yeah, we have all the glam coming. But to for some reason, it doesn't seem as crazy to me now that we have learned that Lisa Barlow literally gets glam every single day, which we learned on this week's reunion so I don't know. Investing in glam to come on the cash trip of the season, I think it's fine. But I love seeing all the glam squads come in. You know, who's really jumpy, though, is Dorit. Because we know, we know she has the PTSD. But her closet falls and she just, she thinks it's a ghost. She definitely thinks that her room is haunted. It's kind of crazy. But we see them all getting ready for the tapas dinner of the night. All the glam's going on. And then we have Kyle sitting in front of her nightstand with her little like travel mirror doing her own makeup. And honestly, it's so me. It's so me. That would be me. And I love the relatability of Kyle because let's be real. She has money to spend on glam. She can definitely get a glam squad, but she's choosing not to. And I I respect that. Now, what were your thoughts on her being so late? Because like people were arriving and getting drinks and she was still in her robe doing makeup well she's doing her own makeup it it takes time you know she doesn't have somebody doing it for her who's probably like on a set schedule like you know the glam is probably like okay dinner's at six we're gonna arrive at five and you better be in that chair because i'm on a schedule whereas kyle you know her suitcase is a mess everything's scattered everywhere she has leather just sprawled across the room and she just you know she needs to do it herself so I think it's fine. I think it's understandable. Yeah, and Dorit was really coming for some of Kyle's clothing choices that she packed. She was like, I don't know this Kyle. Who is this leather-clad mini dress, rhinestone, you know, see-through things? And she told her to throw some of it in the garbage, which that that was a tough one. But I, I don't think she was wrong on some of those some of those things we saw. Okay, so they get down to dinner and we get to meet the hot chef named Storm. I thought he was a dead ringer for that bachelor guy. I think his name was Colton. I thought he looked so much like him. The gay one? Yes. Okay, all right. I mean, Colton Colton is very handsome. Um, Yes. But is that his real name? Storm? I don't know. I don't know. Good question. Maybe that's his stage name. But the ladies were like salivating. It was funny to watch. I mean, Erica and Garcelle wanted to tag team him. And honestly, if if you guys watch Ultimate Girls Trip, Luann scored one of the men who worked at the house in Turks. So I, crazier things have happened. Like if Erica or Garcelle hooks up with Storm, like I'm here for it. And I think it's a strong possibility. Totally here for it. But I will say they're lucky that Countess Luann isn't there because... Countess Luann's game is just beyond anything anyone else's. Like they would have stood no chance going up against her. She is, she sees it, she likes it, she wants it, she got it. That's right. Okay, so we go into dinner. 
all the girls look amazing. I always get this this feeling of, God, you just spent two hours getting ready and a really good outfit to go sit down in the house and then you go upstairs and go to bed. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think I would have it in me to 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 dedicate that time, but I guess, you know, they're filming, so it's different. Okay, so Sutton starts off the dinner by saying, so I brought my friend Merce. Here he is in this little box. And everyone's like, what? Like, are those ashes in a Ziploc bag? And it was just so strange and kind of adds to like the haunted, you know, this hauntedness of it all. Throughout the evening, I was ready for someone to say, Sutton, with all due respect, can we not have that on the table while we're eating dinner? But I, at least no one, they didn't show anyone saying that. So everyone's, you know, having a good time. And then Anne-Marie comes in and she says, I want to adjust the elephant in the room. And it's like, ugh, do we, do you, like, do we have to? Can we just not? She, you know, Sutton says, listen, I'm fine about the whole esophagus thing, which I don't think she is. I mean, I wouldn't be. But she says, what I was really hurt about was you saying, you know, I was lonely and insecure. And I, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I just, I think the esophagus thing is way more <laughs> offensive in my opinion. But Garcelle says she was also kind of offended by that comment. You know, if because she was kind of implying if you don't have a man, then you must be lonely and insecure. And uh, obviously that's bullshit. And, you know, no one believes that. But... Anne-Marie is just annoying. And then at one point, she kind of goes after Sutton. She gets testy. She's like, look, I apologized, okay? And it's like, well, geez, you're obviously not that sorry if you're getting so defensive about it. And then, you know, Crystal kind of tries to chime in. And then Anne-Marie just lets loose. Yeah, I mean, sit down, ma'am, Anne-Marie. I mean, she's barely talked about anything but the esophagus the entire season. And then in Spain, she just decides to let loose. Like, it's so performative and it's giving like, okay, I really need to step it up at the end of the season. You know, we're almost done and I really haven't brought anything. I need to bring it now. So, yeah, she chooses to come after Crystal. And I need to hear your thoughts on what she says because... She accuses Crystal of saying that the ladies are not intelligent, they're uneducated, they're shallow, she's the only real socialite in the group. Like, all of these accusations, which aren't, like, really, really crazy bad, but, like, kind of offensive. The person that takes the most offense, though, is Dorit, because she fires back in the confessional, calling Crystal a child bride. I mean, I need to get your thoughts on that because she's basically saying, okay, while we were going to college, you know, starting businesses, doing all this stuff, you got married very young and were basically a child bride. And I don't know. I think she took it way too far. But, you know, then they roll footage of Crystal actually saying that the women are uneducated a few seasons ago. So I don't know how I feel about this. I want to get your thoughts do you think Crystal actually said these things? Okay, here's how this conversation went. When Anne-Marie and Crystal first first met, it was at a party, right? It was probably loud. Hard to hear one another. Here's what happened. Anne-Marie says, hi, I'm Anne-Marie. Oh, I'm a nurse anesthesiologist. Crystal hears, I'm Anne-Marie. I'm an anesthesiologist. Okay, that's the first misconception. So Crystal heard, I'm a doctor. 
And Marie said, I'm a nurse anesthesiologist. Two different things. Okay. Then Crystal goes on to say, yeah, you know, I I, I love being with the women. You know, it, sometimes like they're not the most like educated group. Like the conversations can be like a little shallow sometimes, but we have, we always have fun. And I'm really, I've really enjoyed getting to know them over the years. And Marie takes, Crystal says, you guys are uneducated and shallow. And, you know, she just wants to be messy and throw it out there. So I do think that Crystal said some version of those things, but I don't think she meant it maliciously. And we even, like you said, they rolled footage and we saw Crystal saying, you know, they're not the most uneducated group. So yeah, I can see her saying it again. However, I'm totally still on Crystal's side because Anne-Marie, I'm sorry, I'm just, she's just not doing it for me. And yeah, I don't know why Dorit was so offended by this. Who who cares that she got married when she was 24? And P.S. Crystal has a, her own business. She has her coconut water line that is, I think, in like Costco. They just never talk about it. So I don't know what Dorit is getting like so uppity about. I really don't understand it. And she basically says, I think, you know, Crystal's just boring. So she comes after us. But that's where I feel like the whole conversation between Anne-Marie and Crystal when they first met was just like two simple like misunderstandings. Well, and I also think, you know, we hear Crystal like earlier in the episode be like, you know, I like my drinks strong and I like them a lot. And she likes to go out and have fun and have a few drinks. And maybe she had a few too many when she met Anne-Marie and let some things slip. Uh, but I do think it's selective what Anne-Marie is pulling. I do think that yeah. I agree with you. Crystal said some version of this. But Anne-Marie is definitely taking it and twisting it to benefit her and to mm -hmm. call out Crystal be just because. And this all stems from the esophagus. I mean, girl, I don't think we we didn't recap last week, but the whole Anne-Marie accusing Crystal of saying that Sutton had an eating disorder when it is the complete opposite that happened that infuriated me so much and I feel like with Crystal's history of eating disorders I would have said the exact same thing you're a bitch I would have done the exact same thing that was so infuriating to watch and so the fact that Anne-Marie is just like doubling down on Crystal when really she's the one that has like made all these mistakes I'm definitely team Crystal and I definitely think that Dorit took it too far I think that comment was inappropriate I think that she was 24 she wasn't 16 when she got married to Rob yes there's a, a big age difference but a lot of people in Hollywood have big age differences when they get married so Dory like I love you but this was not it no I completely agree and then you know then Anne-Marie goes as far to say um I think I actually need a thank you from you Crystal and Crystal says, for what? And she says, for making your ass relevant and giving you something to talk about. I mean, hello, pot calling the kettle black. Like, Amory, you just spent the entire whatever first eight episodes. And the only thing you talked about was someone else's medical condition, which should have been completely off limits. So and then she says, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. And Crystal says, when have you been kind? And I, I thought the same thing, like, you haven't shown us that you're a particularly kind person. So I don't know. The whole thing is just like Crystal. Anne-Marie is really coming for Crystal. And now Dorit's coming for Crystal. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not really understanding what, what their problem is. 
for Anne Marie to say that she gave Crystal a storyline is the funniest thing that I have heard all season. Like that is the most hypocritical thing. And Anne Marie needs to look in the mirror and realize that she literally has no storyline. She has no storyline. Her storyline is Sutton's esophagus, which hopefully now we're past. So now, girl, you have nothing. Yeah. So that was that was really bad. They they go to sleep. They wake up the next morning. Of course, it's still the topic of conversation. Anne Marie says that Crystal is lying because she denied saying all those things. Crystal still denies saying all those things. But we get this really interesting update, which I think we kind of had all forgotten about, but it's the earrings. We're still not done with the earrings. So we talked about this a lot last season. And we get an update from Erica. And she says that her appeal to request to have the earrings returned to her was granted. So she's basically giving all the other ladies a big middle finger and being like, look, guys, I told you. I needed to follow the rules of the justice system. You needed to let it work and give me a minute because I will be proven innocent. And I guess they couldn't prove that the earrings were paid for with the victim's money. So she got them back. And I need to get your thoughts on this. But at the end of the day, I kind of feel like justice for Erica. She was dragged through the mud the last two seasons And nothing has come out saying that she is guilty or was involved in any of this. So I really think that she deserves this win. What do you think? Okay, I don't think it's the flex that she thinks it is. I think, respectfully, I have a slightly different take. I think that the reason Erica was getting dragged so much last season is not because people thought that she was complicit in Tom, you know, swindling his clients. It's because she was showing no empathy for the fact that her husband did these things. And I think she is still missing the mark. She was so excited to share this news that, you know, the earrings are going to be returned to her and that, you know, she was right all along and she shouldn't have had to give them up. But the ladies are kind of just like, okay, congratulations, that's great. And then she's disappointed in their lack of reaction And it's because, Erica, you're still not getting it. You're still not understanding that it's not about whether these earrings, you know, were bought with fraudulent funds. It's about you showing some compassion and empathy for the people who were duped by your husband and saying, you know, I feel terrible that this happened. I had nothing to do with it. If however I can help, I want to help. Does she have to do that legally? No, but it's sort of like that's the right thing to do. And she never showed any amount of empathy. And so I think that she is still just missing the mark here. I don't know. That was my take. Yeah, I I definitely hear that. And I do agree. But I feel like there is more like to the legal process than we even know. I feel like obviously... This was something that her lawyers and her legal team advised her to do. So there has to be some sort of reason behind it. There has to be some sort of, I don't know, legal, legal reason. So that's my take. But we finish off the episode in a very strange way because the ladies leave and they're going to a church 
And then Crystal, all of a sudden, we think she's like getting car sick, but she's like starting to feel weird. Her veins are popping out. She needs to get out of the car. It's like this very dramatic scene that like everybody's like rallying around her. And then, and then of course, the only doctor, doctor slash nurse in the room is Anne Marie. And they're like, what do we do? What do we do? And Anne Marie's like, just call, call the ambulance, call the ambulance. Like, I don't think Kyle was like, now Crystal's at Anne Marie's mercy. I don't think that's the case. Anne-Marie is simply like, call the ambulance. I don't think she's really helping at all. I'm not saying that she doesn't care that Crystal is, is feeling bad, but I don't know. Uh, we, we know that Crystal ends up being okay, but it is kind of scary to see what happens. And it's kind of like a to be continued. So I don't know. We'll see how that all shakes out. Yeah, we will pick up next week back in Spain on that windy road that does look a bit treacherous. I'd probably get carsick too. I have a feeling it's just she's carsick slash dehydrated from traveling. But, you know, we'll see what happens and we'll see if those two can ever see eye to eye. That's right. We'll be back next week to cover Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and the premiere of Vanderpump Rules. Guys, it's here and I could not be more excited. So make sure you guys subscribe so you don't miss any more Bravo breaking news. See you guys next time. Bye.